this thirsting of my soul and bread of heaven feed me till I want no more here's my cup I lift it up and make me whole Amen, let's bow before him this evening Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for your presence this evening, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, are you truly, Father, Lord God. In the midst of wherever two or three are gathered in your name, O oh God. Father, we just want to bless your name, Lord. We just want to, Father, this evening, Lord, yield and surrender ourselves to you, Lord. Father, we just want to ask you to have the preeminence, Lord. We just want to ask you, Lord, to move the way you desire, O oh Lord. Father, we just want to ask that you speak personally to each and every one of us, O oh Lord. Father, we just ask, Lord, let us not walk out of this place the same way we came in, Lord. But Father, like those from a marriage, Lord, may we also say, Lord, our hearts is burned this evening, Lord. As you came in, Lord, who break the bread with us, O Lord, who open your word to us, O Lord. Father, we just want to say, Lord God, have your way this evening. We want to make you welcome. I believe the song service that made you welcome, Lord. And Father, we truly, Lord God, want you, O Lord God. We want to see Jesus this evening, Lord. We don't want to see a man, Lord. We don't want to see anything, but Lord, we just want to see you, O Lord. Father, I desire to see you, O God. And I pray, Lord, that you lay me aside, O Lord God. Father, I just pray, Lord, O Father, that, Lord God, you bless the service, Lord, once again, Lord. I just want to say, Lord, that we thank you and we adore you, Father. Just pray that you take the word. You're the only one who can interpret your own word, O Lord. So we pray that you take it, Lord. Lord, may you open it to our hearts, we ask in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Sure. She got to be in the house of the Lord this evening. Amen. Thank you, musicians. That's, that's all the singing we'll do. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. We really want to uh, thank you for your prayers. Amen. And we're away in Alaska, and it was, it was a blessing there. And I really want to say thank you for your prayers. For while we were away, and the Lord really blessed us, and we sure want to bring greetings from Brother Flint and the saints there also. They, they do send greetings to you all, Brother Harold, Brother Flint really does send greetings to you, and Brother Ed, and all of you, and the ministers. They greet you all, amen. So it was, it was sure good to be there, amen. Amen. Sure, I also really want to thank the Lord for, for keeping me. I think it was on Friday when I had a little accident in the lab, and... I just want to thank the Lord for keeping me, amen, truly. We have an angel, amen, that, that is encamped around us, amen. I could have burned my hands, there could have been explosions and different things, but the Lord was faithful, he's always faithful, and he prevented us from all that, and so we, we truly, truly thank him for that, amen. Amen, he's faithful, amen. Shall we, shall we take a Bible, say amen, this evening, we sure enjoyed the services over the weekend. It sure was, was a blessing, amen. God bless you, Brother Steve. We sure, sure got to really enjoy the word and the evening, amen. Amen. Let's take our Bibles, have a little land to read in this evening, just to have a picture of the story, amen. And just pray for me, really don't, don't really feel prepared for this evening, but we're looking unto the Lord, amen. Amen. Let's open to Second Chronicles chapter 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20. I want to read from verse 1 to verse 17. Amen. 
Second Chronicles chapter 20 from verse 1 to verse 17. Amen. Said, and it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on the side Syria. And behold, they be in Hazazon Tamar, which is in Angiri. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even eight of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the haste of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord, God of our, God of our fathers, are not thou the God in heaven, and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathens? And in thine hands is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? And not thou, O God, who dost drive out the inhabitants of the land before thy people Israel, and gave us it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend, forever? And they dwell therein, and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If when evil cometh upon us as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house, and in the presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. And now behold the children of Ammon and Moab and, and, and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us, neither know we, know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Then upon Jehazel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken ye all, Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou, King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go ye against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook, before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Amen. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of the water. You might have your seat. Amen. Amen. 
man, our title this evening, our title this evening is The Winning Side. Amen. The Winning Side. Amen. Without any shadow of doubt, we know that we are in a battle. Amen. We know that we are in a battle and and the battle is raging day after day, amen. I believe if I was to ask by show of hands who's been in a battle this week, everyone can raise their hands and say, oh, you've been in a battle, amen. We've all been in a battle because, you know, we, we, we are living in Satan's Eden. Amen, we're living in Satan's Eden, but, but the greatest power in Satan's Eden is lying right within you. Amen, the greatest, the greatest, the greatest way to overcome the enemy is lying right within you, amen. You see, a battle cannot be called a battle unless there are two opposing forces. Amen. There is no way we can talk about a battle if there are not two opposing forces. Amen. There has to be two opposing forces for there to be a battle. Amen. And every battle always comes to an end. And the end of every battle, you have a winner and you have a loser. Amen. And, and whether the one that is going to win or the one that is going to lose, it's all going to depend on, the, on who is the captain on each side. Amen. Who is the captain that is leading in the battle? Amen. He's the one that is going to direct. He's the one that is going to say, this is what we'll be doing. This is what we'll be doing. So it's going to depend much on the captain that you have in the battle. Amen. Which kind of captain have you got? But it's also going to depend on the men that are in the battle. Amen. It's going to depend on the soldiers that are in the battle. How much are they trained? Amen. Are they, are they ready? Are they able to, to take a hold of, of, of the armor that has been given to them to use it against the enemy? Amen. Are they trained to be able to face the battle amen these are factors that will determine who is going to win the battle and who is going to lose the battle amen but i believe that this evening i'm speaking to a people who know who their captain is amen because this evening we're not talking about the losing side i believe that we've been hearing a lot about the losing side amen you see whenever you open the news all you can see is about the losing side when you go on the social media, all you can see is about the losing side, amen. You see, Satan has put the losing side everywhere, but this evening we want to focus that out, amen. And we want to talk a little bit about the winning side, amen. We want to talk about the side that we are on, amen. The side that we have decided to put ourselves to, put us to, 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 put ourselves to amen. Amen. And I believe that this evening, as I said, that you know who your captain is, amen. And I believe that I'm talking to a people who are trained to face this battle, amen. That we are not going to settle down with any option of defeat, amen. We are not settling down with any option of defeat. We have come here and we have been placed here to win the battle, amen. We've been placed here to overcome, amen. We've been placed here to be victorious, amen. And we are not accepting anything but victory, amen. Because we know that our adversary, which is Satan, amen, he is our adversary. And he's bombarding us day after day, day after day. He's trying to find an avenue by which he can destroy the children of God. See, Satan has come to understand that he hasn't got enough to face this bride, amen. He has come to understand that he hasn't got enough to defeat this bride. He hasn't got enough to overcome this bride, amen. So all that he's doing and he's trying the same tactics that he's used over and over and over again 
again, trying to see if he can in any way knock her down. But there is no way that he can stop this bride. Amen. Because she has chosen a soy that cannot be defeated. Amen. She had made a decision and said, this is the captain that I am going to follow. Amen. And the captain has also agreed to say, these are the people that I am ready to lead in the battle. Amen. These are the people that I believe that have been born and chosen, that are able to face the battle and not only to face the battle, but also to come out victorious in the battle. Amen. You see, Satan has tried. Even he wasn't able to stop one man from going from prison to prison to win souls to Christ. He couldn't stop one man. Just one man, he couldn't stop him. From going from prison to prison, winning souls to Christ. He couldn't stop one preacher by giving him a four-stage cancer. He couldn't stop just one preacher. One preacher, he couldn't stop him. This is the enemy that you're fighting. He's not able to face even one person. One person and the bride he cannot face. So how much more when we come together as the body of Christ? How is he going to defeat the bride of Christ? How is he going to defeat the body of Christ that is coming to the revelation of what she is? Amen. It's coming to the revelation of what she stands for. That she has been born in this age to overcome. She has been born in this age to beat that invincible army. How is he going to overcome him if he can't stand even one man? Amen. If he can stand one man, I don't believe that he can stand this bride. Amen. There is no way that he can defeat this bride. Amen. I believe that the time has come for us to stand still and know which side we are on in this battle. The time has come to stand still and know which side we are on in this battle. And to recognize who is the captain in this battle. Amen. We have a five-star general in this battle. Amen. And if you want to know a little about him, I'll just say this. He has not yet lost one battle. He has not yet lost even one war. He is the captain that is leading us in this battle. Amen. There is no way that we are coming out. As losers, amen. Brother Branham was speaking in, in, in the time is at hand, Chicago 1956. He says, the time has come now for us to realize these things. He said, the time has come when God is breaking the boundaries down. And the time has come that God, the time has come that the devil is rising up like a white lion, going about, rowing, doing everything he can. But the great battle is being set. He said, I wonder what it will be tonight if we could climb above the heavens of heavens and look at this great drama as it's, get, as it's, as it's getting set together now, fixing to come to pass of God and the devil coming to a showdown. He said, if we can lift ourselves above the heavens to heaven and look down for a moment at a drama that is happening right here on earth of God coming against the devil. He said, there's a show there and come and said, I'm so glad that I am on the winning side. Amen. He said, I'm so glad that I follow the lamb. He said, because it said the lamb overcame them for he was king of kings and lord of lords. He said, the time has come now for you to make a decision tonight what side you will be on. And he said, I trust God that you will make the decision that you will follow the lamb. 
How many in you would say, oh, you're making the decision that, oh, you will follow the Lamb. Amen. I believe that was the decision that Jehoshaphat made. Amen. He made a decision that he was going to follow the Lamb. He wasn't going to follow a man's idea, but he was going to follow a man. You see, when the Ammonites and all the Moabites and all of them gathered themselves against him, he didn't seek his own idea. He didn't seek his own, his own, his own plan of how to face the enemy. He didn't seek his own, his own strategy of how to face the enemy. But what he did, that he set his face to seek the Lord of how to go about in this battle. He set his face to seek the Lord of how to go about in this battle. And I believe as he set his face to seek the Lord, he started to recall the God of Abraham. He started to recall the God of Abraham, the God of Abraham that led him to deliver his nephew Lot from the hands of the enemy. And I tell you this evening that God is able to use you to deliver your loved one from the hands of the enemy. He's able to use you, if he was able to use Abraham to deliver Lot who was taken into captivity. He's more than able to use you to deliver your loved one who's been taken in captivity. He is the same God today. He hasn't changed. Amen. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe he could recall the God of Moses. I believe he could recall the God of David. He could recall the God of Joshua. He could recall the God of Gideon. There were many that he could recall to. To know that if he ever was God in those battles, he's still God in this battle. Amen. If he ever was present there with Abraham, if he ever was present there with David, then he can be present with him in that very moment in that battle. He wasn't going in for a defeat. He was going in for the victory, Jehoshaphat. Because he saw that if God can do it one time, he can do it again. Friends, we are not serving a God of history. We are serving a present living God. We are serving a God that is real and is waiting for his children and his battle to take him out of his word. His children and his battle to say, if he is the captain, there is no battle that I can face that I must come out defeated. Every battle that I face, I must come out victorious because I've got a five-star general on my side. That was his attitude as he was facing that battle. Amen. And friends, perhaps this evening we might not be facing a battle with the Midianites. We might not be facing a battle with the Philistines or with, with, or with the Parasites or whatever it is. But there is another battle that we are facing. Paul will talk about it in Ephesians and say we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. But spiritual wickedness in high places, amen. That is the battle that we are fighting. We are living in an age that if there ever was an age where people are neurotic and stressful, it is this age. If there ever was an age in which people are depressed, it is this age. If there ever was an age in which there is a whole lot of anxiety, it is in this age. If there ever was an age in which there is a lot of fear, it is in this age. Not as the battle that we are facing in this age. It is a spiritual battle. It is, God, it is the enemy fighting you in your mind. The enemy bringing fear upon you, trying to bring depression upon you, trying to bring anxiety upon you. That's the battle that we are facing in this age. But you see, we weren't born to be bound by the enemy. See, we were born to be free. Amen. We were born to overcome. We were born to be sons and daughters of God. 
We were born to be happy. Our heart was made to rejoice. Our heart wasn't made to be pained by depression or anxiety or fear. That wasn't what we were born to be. We are born to be victorious and overcomers in this last age. Amen. That's what we've been born to be. Amen. You see, the God that we have on our side, He is the God that created the heavens. He's the God that has rule over everything. He has rule over all the kingdoms and, and, and all the powers of the enemy. That is the God that we are serving. That is the God that is leading us in this battle. Amen. He is the real champion. Amen. He is the champion of the champions. Amen. The Bible said he is the Lord of lords. He is the king of kings. Amen. And now when that Lord of lords and king of kings come to dwell in you, how can you be defeated? How can we come out of this battle in any other way but as victorious? Because the great God has condescended. He came down on a person, Jesus Christ, and, and he walked on that, but his whole purpose was to live on a people. And now is the age that is taking the preeminence, the full preeminence in his people. No wonder the scripture will say that nothing shall be impossible unto you. Because with God, nothing is impossible. But now the scripture is saying that nothing shall be impossible unto you. Why? Because that same God is now living in you. I want you to notice the word shall. Now the word shall, if you notice, whenever the word shall comes, it means that it's something that is about to happen. It's something that is about to happen. And when you, the word shall is in there, it means that whatever is after that word is bound to happen. It is bound. There is nothing that can stop it. If there is a word shall, it means it's bound to happen. And if the scripture is saying that nothing shall stand before you, then that means that there was coming a generation. There was coming a time of people that were going to have, they were going to be so filled with God that nothing was going to be able to stand before them. That nothing was going to be able to be impossible to them. Now I don't know you, but we are living in the last age. There is no other age that is coming, amen. And if you look at that scripture, I don't know when is the most appropriate time to see that scripture being fulfilled. It was something that was to happen, but I believe that we've come to an age that we're living in the moment that it is going to happen. If there is a people that is going to take God at his word. Because he said, nothing shall be impossible unto you. He didn't say sometimes, he said nothing. Nothing shall be impossible unto you. It is personal to you. There is no battle that the enemy can bring before you that is impossible for you to fight or to, for you to defeat that enemy. Nothing shall be impossible unto you. Amen. That is his word. Amen. And I believe that this evening, just as the children of Israel, amen, 
I believe that we can stand on the promise of God. Amen. You see, when the Ammonites and, uh, and the Moabites and, and those from the mind of Seir were coming against them, what they did was they turned their face unto the Lord and asked God for help. They asked God to come on the scene. Amen. And they started to declare who God is. They started to give glory to God and they started to look back of the victories that God has given to his people. Of how he delivered them from the hands of the Egyptian. And they started to say, but if you were God there, then you are the same God today also. And as they were ministering and they were speaking, let's just read verse 9 again. It said, if when evil cometh upon us as the sword, judgment or pestilence or famine, it said, we stand before this house in thy presence, for thy name is in this house. Amen. That is the attitude by which they were facing the battle. They were saying, whatever comes our way, we know that your presence is with us. Amen. And this evening, we are not so much talking about this house as the building. We are talking about this house as the temple of God. Because there is where that he is dwelling. Amen. I want you to know that the moment that you got married to him, you took upon you his name. Amen. You took upon you everything that was in him. Brother Branham said that all the was in God he poured in Christ and all the was in Christ he has poured it in the church. He has poured it in you. His presence is with you. It is within you. You have been made his bride for such a time as this. Amen. You have been made his bride for such a time as this. Amen. He said, before this house in thy presence, for thy name is in this house. His name is in this house, in this temple that we're living in. And he said, and we cry unto thee in our affliction that thou would hear and help. Amen. We cry unto him in our affliction that he will hear and help. Because he said that he's a present help in a time of trouble. Amen. He's a present help in a time of trouble. Amen. And I want you to notice something else as we go on through this scripture. Amen. Now in the scripture will say that God did not allow the children of Israel. God did not allow the children of Israel to drive out the, the Ammonites and the, and the Moabites and those of mind of Seir when they came out of the land of Egypt. God did not allow them to drive them out when they came out of Egypt. They tried to go against them, but God said, no, I'm not going to allow you to defeat these Ammonites. I'm not going to allow you to defeat these Moabites. Because there was going to come a time that he was going to move on the scene and say, now is enough. You see, when we came out of Egypt and when we came out of the world or wherever we came out of, there were certain things that were so hard to get rid of. I can testify of it. There were certain habits of certain ten that just didn't seem to be able to live. They just seemed to linger after year after year and year after year. No matter what you did, it just seemed to be there. It just seemed that it couldn't move out of that place. Amen. It didn't seem to be able to move. And you see, there came a time that God rose the children of Ammon and Moab and those of Mount Seir against the children of Israel, those of Judah. 
there came a moment that he intentionally said, I want you people to go against the children of Israel. And you see, many times there are those little tents in our lives that they just seem not to go away and they just seem to stay there. And sometimes the battle gets so heated with the little struggles that we have on the inside that it seems that there is no way to overcome. But there is news this evening that the time has come. There is news this evening that the time has come. You see, maybe you've been battling this even in a harder way than you've ever done before her. Remember that it was God that stirred up the children of Ammon and the children of Moab to go against the children of Israel. Because the time had come that he had said enough is enough. The time had come that he had said now is the time to destroy your enemy. And there might be something in your life that you've been fighting with for years after years. You've been in church. You've had an experience with God. And you know that you've had an experience with God. And no one is doubting that. But the enemy just don't seem to be able to live. I want you to know that this evening the time has come. This evening the time has come. God is saying this is the moment for you to face your enemy. Because you were born to be on the winning side. You were born to be put under oppression. You were born to be born put under bondage. You were born to be put in shackles. You were born to be liberated. You were born to be free. You were born to serve him with all of your heart, with all of your mind, and with all of your body. That was what you were born for. But sometimes it looks like the animal is just holding your bone in one certain area, and it looks like we can't get free from it. But this evening, the news has come. News has come to say, rise up against your enemy. Rise up against your enemy. And God is saying to you, be not afraid, nor dismay by the reason of this great multitude. It doesn't matter how big it looks like. It doesn't matter how impossible it looks like. Remember that nothing shall be impossible unto you. Nothing shall be impossible unto you. He said, be not afraid, nor dismayed by the reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but is God's. Amen. The children of Ammon and the children of Moab, they didn't come against the children of Israel. They came against God because God had prepared and made ready that this is the time to bring down the enemy. And the enemy that has been fighting you has not been fighting you. He's been fighting the God that is on the inside of you. And that God is even on the same rise up. Because the time has come for you to be set free. The time has come for you to be set loose from the bondage of the enemy. So the time has come, amen. This is not your battle. This is his battle, he says. And it goes on to say that you shall not need to fight in this battle. Now, don't you think that that means that you have to sit down and relax? You remember, but Tim Brother Andrew speak on our fight. We have our fight to fight. And our fight is to tear down the high places. I want you to notice that Jehoshaphat, before he could get there, when he came into power, the one thing that he did, that he tore down the high places. He tore down the grooves. He tore everything down. 
And now when he came to face the battle, God said, you don't have to fight on this battle. Because you've thrown down the high places. You've done what many people did not do. You've torn down the grooves. Now I don't want you to fight on this battle, but I just want you to stand still and watch me come on the scene. You wonder why maybe you know when on the battle, watch the high places. Go back to the high places, make sure there is none of them there. And the high places we're talking about is the high places of David and, and all those kind of high places that live in our lives. Let's make sure all of them have been made plain. And now watch him come on the scene. Let's make sure all have been made plain. And now let's take our positions as the sons and daughters of God. Remembering that we are on the winning side. Amen. We stand still and watch the salvation of the Lord. Amen. Brother Brennan will speak again and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Chicago 1957. He said, I preach Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, stand still and see the glory of God. He said, it's not your battle to begin with. It's God's battle. He said, it isn't your promise to begin with. It's God's promise. He said, and here I stand tonight. It's not my worry to find out about this woman. He said, it's God's promise to do it. He said, that's right. He said, I just stand still and the glory of God does the work. I believe this evening it's time for us to stand still for a moment. You say, what is it to stand still? To stand still is to take him at his word. Let us how you stand still. To take him at his word. And be assured that he is going to perform it. And be assured that he is going to prove his own word. Amen. Because when we stand still, then he makes our enemies to stand still. You see, it was, it was with Moses when they were going out of Egypt. And they were going out of Egypt and they came across the Red Sea. And here was the sea before them and the enemies behind them. And you know what Moses did? Moses stood still. Moses stood still and he spoke the word and said, These Egyptians that you see today, you shall see again and no more forever. The Egyptian that you see today, you will see them again, no more, forever. That's what he told them. He stood still. And as he stood still in that moment, what did God do? God moved from before them and went behind them. And he stood in the way between them and the enemy. He made the Egyptians to stand still when Moses stood still. He made them to stand still. And not only that, but he made the Red Sea to stand still. He made the Red Sea to stand still and say, you give way for the children of God. Give way for them to walk through. He made it to stand still. And if this evening we will believe on that same God and we will stand still. And believe that God is still a healer. And believe that God is still a deliverer. 
and believe that God is still the one that does the impossible. And believe that he's a present help in time of trouble. And believe that he is our shield. Amen. I tell you this evening, the same enemy that you are facing, he will have to stand still. If we will stand still and take God at his word, our enemy will have to stand still. Our enemy will have to stand still. This battle is not our battle, but it is his battle, amen. Amen. Came a time for Daniel to stand still. Came a time that Daniel had to stand still in the midst of Babylon. I think it was Friday, Brother John was talking about Babylon. He came a moment that he had to stand still and say that I am not going to defy myself in this land that I am living in. But I am going to stand still. And when he stood still and took God at his word, the lions had to stand still. The lions had to stand still. And the very lions that were supposed to defeat him were the very same lions that defeated his enemies. Because he stood still. Amen. It was Martha that had to stand still one day. She had to stand still one day and say, even now. She had to stand still and say, even now, whatever you ask God, he was able to give it to you. Even now. And when she stood still, death had to stand still. A man who was dead for four days rose up from the grave again. Why? Because Martha stood still. Martha realized that the captain that is leading in the battle has came, come to his head, to her house. And I want you to realize this evening that the captain that is leading in his battle has come to your house. He has come to your temple this evening. And is calling you to rise up and face this battle. If you've torn down the high places, he wants you to know that you can defeat your enemy. It doesn't matter for how many years he's been bothering you. It doesn't matter for how long it has been. This evening he's saying the time has come for the Ammonites to go down. The time has come for the Parasites to go down. The time has come for the more boys to go down. Because you are on the winning side. You are not on the defeated side, friends. We are not here to be defeated, amen. We are not here to be pushed away to and fro, amen. We are here to know who we are, amen, in this, in this age that we're living in. To know where we are going, and we know where we are going. And if only we could stand still this evening and just take him at his word. Amen. You know one of the reasons why sometimes we fail to stand still? Because of the presence of a mixed multitude. The presence of a mixed multitude. You see, it was the presence of the mixed multitude that was hindering the children of Israel to stand still when they were on a journey to the promised land. They kept on bringing murmuring to them. They kept on bringing doubt to them. And they couldn't stand still. 
And for 40 years, they kept on roaming in the wilderness. Why? Because of the mixed multitude that was amidst them. And sometimes we can have a mixed multitude amongst us. And that doesn't make us stand still, especially in this age. The mixed multitude of impatience to wait on the Lord. To wait on the Lord. For him to come on the scene, we can't stand still for a moment. We have to do something about it. We have to find a solution about it. But if only we could stand still, amen. If only we could stand still for a moment, he is going to fight a battle. And we don't need to walk out of this building this evening. We're the same battle that we've been facing. I believe that the God of Jehoshaphat, he's the same God this evening. I believe he's the same God this evening that is saying that you just set yourself in array. You just set yourself in array. You just take me out my word. You just stand on my word and you watch me come on the scene. The nine has already been spent perhaps this evening. But you watch him come on the scene tomorrow morning. Or maybe you don't even have to wait for tomorrow morning. But this very evening you can lay down your enemy. This very evening you can walk over him. We weren't created to be bound. We can't be bound. Amen. We can't be bound. Amen. Brother Branham will continue to say, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Chicago 1957. He said, And God can only show his glory when his people stand still and look for it. He said, That's what I'm at today with our church. Is that people don't do, does not stand still and look for the glory of God. Is that in the scripture it is written, stand still and see the glory of the salvation of God. But Abraham says sometimes we don't stand still to see the glory of God. But this evening, if you just take one promise, something that has been made real to you. And you will stand still on it this evening. The same God of Jehoshaphat is present this evening. The same God of Jehoshaphat is more than able to deliver you this evening. Because the time of the Ammonites has come. The end has come. God is ready to deal with the Ammonites this evening. He's ready to deal with depression this evening. He's ready to deal with the fear this evening. He's ready to deal with the lust this evening. He's ready to deal with the anxiety this evening. If only we would stand still this evening. He's ready to prove that he is still God. That he hasn't changed. And I'm saying I want you to stand still this evening. And see the salvation of God. I want you to stand still and see me move on the scene. He's saying that you don't have to fight in this battle. But if you can just stand still, you are on the winning side. You are paying to come out victorious. Amen. You are paying to come out victorious. Amen.
It's only when we stand still that God can display his power. He can't display his power unless we stand still. So far as we're trying to do it ourselves, there's no way that God can work. But it's only when we stand still and we let him come in the battle and take control of the situation. And say, God, I am surrendering to you. Say, God, I am calling you on the sand. Say, God, I want you to take control. Because I know that you are the only one that can win in this fight. You are the only one that can win in this fight. Amen. How many believe that this evening? How many believe that you're standing on the winning side this evening? Amen. We're not here to be defeated. Amen. We're here to win the battle. Amen. David stood still and he watched Goliath come down. Joshua stood still and he saw Jericho walls crumble down. And if we will stand still this evening, it doesn't matter how big your Goliath is this evening. He can bring it down. He can tear it down. Amen. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And you know, Jehoshaphat, as he stood there and, and he had prayed. And the people were looking unto the Lord. I want you to notice that it wasn't only Jehoshaphat that gathered there on that day in the midst of the congregation. But the scripture says that all the little ones gathered together. And your wives gathered together. Everyone came together that day with one accord and with one determination to say, we are looking unto God this evening. And I believe that this evening we have all come together, amen. We've come together with our, with our little ones and we've come together with our wives and come together with our husband. And we've all come together this evening. Even if you're streaming at home, I believe that you've got it together this evening. I believe that we've got it together this evening and believe in in unity, that God is more than able to set us free this evening. That God is more than able to deliver us this evening. Whether it be an affliction in our bodies. Whether it be an affliction in our minds. Whether it be an affliction in our hearts. Whatever be the affliction, I want you to know that God is able. Amen. If we have got it together in one faith. If we've got it together with one unity. I believe that God is more than able to fulfill His word. Amen. If we all will believe, we tell you something. There is power unity. Amen. The moment the one is out of order, the power of God cannot move. But as if this evening, we will gather together in unity, believing together that no, no, no one in this building is going to live here with the bondage that they have, with the affliction that they have, with the sickness that they have. I believe that God is more than able and more than willing to fulfill His word in the midst of His bride. I believe that this evening, that day in the upper room, see, they had to get into unity. For 10 days they stood there and I don't know, they must have been worshiping and praising God or whatever they were doing in that moment there. But they had to come a time where they all were in one accord. Because the scripture says on that day they were all in one accord. So I don't know whether they were in one accord the days before, but the scripture said on that moment... In that, in that very instant, they all got in one accord. They all agree to say, we are here for a purpose. We are here for a purpose. We are here for a promise. 
He told us to tarry here and we shall receive the Holy Ghost. And they sat there and waited. But there came a moment that they said, friends, we ought to agree together. They said, we ought to agree together. We've been sitting here for 10 days. And nothing is happening. But we know that when God speaks, it has to come to pass. And we know that God was in Jesus Christ. And if he promised, it has to come to pass. But it's been 10 days that we've been sitting here and nothing is happening. He said, I don't know what they must have said, but they must have said something like, let us get into one accord. Let us purpose in our hand in this very moment to say that if he promised them, he's going to bring it to pass. Let us all agree together, amen. And I tell you this evening, God has made the promise, amen. He has promised deliverance. He has promised freedom, amen. And you may have been sitting in your situation year after year, year after year, sitting in the same condition of bondage, sitting in the same condition of sickness. But I want you to know that the tenth day has come. The tenth day has come, amen. And if we can get in one call this evening, on this tenth day, we can make it the tenth day. Even if it's not the tenth day, we can make it the tenth day. If only we will agree together. If only we will come in one accord. Friends, we are not here just to be a people who read a quote and say that is a good quote and put it back on the shelf. Those days are over, friends. Those days are over. This message didn't come to be something to be part of us. This message came to be something to live inside of us. That is what this message came for. Remember the Brenham said it over and over again. He said if all of you could gather together and if all of you could be in one mind, there won't be even one feeble person leave this building. Friends, I don't believe that has to be just a code that is written down somewhere. I believe that we're living in a season. I believe we're living in a time. I believe we're living in an age, in a moment that God is willing to vindicate his word. God is willing for this message not to be something that is written on a page of a paper, but it's a message that is written on the heart of a people. I believe that the power of God is in this building. The power of God is always in every meeting. The power of God is always where the children of God gather together. And is waiting for some people to stand still. He's waiting for some people to take him at his word. He's waiting for some people to rise up and fade. And say if the power of God is here to save them. Then I want to reach out and touch the Lord. I want to reach out and get a hold of that power. I want to reach out and get a hold of that line. I want to get a hold of that lifeline. Because it's the line that will bring my deliverance. It is the line that will bring my liberty. When Brother Branham was lost that day on that mountain, he held his hands up and he said, I was looking for that line because I knew that I had put that line there. Oh, hallelujah. We know that the power of God is in this building. He knew that he had put that line there and he reached his hands up and he said, if only I can get a hold of that line, I know it's going to take me back home. It's going to take me back to my family. It's going to take me back to the tent that I have left behind. And if this evening you can get a hold of that line of power that is flowing in this building, 
Oh, hallelujah. I tell you, he's walking down the aisle. He's walking from pew to pew. He's here to say, I am ready to deliver my people because they are on the way inside. Oh, friends, we are not here to settle down with a defeat. We are here to claim the victory. Get a hold of that line this evening. Get a hold of that line of power this evening. Nothing shall be impossible unto you. Nothing shall be impossible unto you. If only you can get a hold of that line this evening. The power of God is here. He is willing. He is ready. Are you ready? He is ready to set free. Are you ready to go free? He is ready to heal. Are you ready to be healed? He is ready to deliver. Are you ready to be delivered? He is ready. Who will get a hold of that line? He's waiting for someone to get a hold of that line. Oh, hallelujah. There is a power that is in unity. If we all can agree this evening, I tell you. God is ready to pour out himself upon his people. God is ready to move in a way that he's never moved before. Friends, I tell you, God is not a God that goes back. He's a God that moves forward. He's not a God that decreases. He's a God that increases. He's not a God that retreats. He's a God that faces the battle and brings the victory. Amen. This evening is waiting for someone to take a hold of that line. Someone to take a hold of that line. Oh, friends, if all we can believe together this evening, if we all can be one accord as they were that day with Jehoshaphat to say, no matter what the Ammonites are, no matter what the Moabites are, no matter what those from Mount here are, we've got a God. We've got a God. He has not lost one battle. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is our God. He chose us. We didn't choose him. He promised us. We didn't make the promise. And he's ready to fulfill his word. He's ready to fulfill his word. He is in this building this evening. Not just in these four walls, but he's living in you. If only you can set him on the loose this evening. For him to operate the way he's willing to operate this evening. Oh, I tell you, nothing shall be impossible unto you. Oh, hallelujah. Nothing can hold you down anymore. That enemy that's been poking you year after year and day after day. Oh, tonight you can say good boy too. Oh, hallelujah. I remember one time when the brother Wayne Larson was speaking and he started to talk about a time had come for you to fire the devil. The time had come for you to fire your enemy. Amen. You have the authority to fire the enemy. To say that your day is over. Amen. This day I am right to you the letter of you being fired out of this company of you being fired out of this body amen I believe that you can take that same pen you can take the word of God this evening and say Satan you are fired amen and say depression you are fired amen and say anxiety you are fired amen and say fear you are fired amen you can fire the enemy. The power of God is in this building. 
We may be tired from our day's work. But I just want to say one thing. You might have been hearing your deliverance this evening. Just pressing a little harder. Just pressing a little harder this evening. And say, God, I might be weak in the flesh. But on the inside, I know that there is one that is greater than all. On the inside, I know that there is one. Oh, hallelujah. There is one that is more powerful. There is one that is more mighty. Amen. And I want to give you the preeminence this evening. Oh, hallelujah. How many want to get a hold of that line this evening? And say, if there is the power of God that is moving in this building, I want to get a hold of that line. I was born to be on the winning side. And if I am on the winning side, then I tell you one time, I am not living this building defeated. I am living this building for what I am called to be. I am called to be a winner. I am called to be an overcomer. Amen. If you're ready to get a hold of that line, why don't you stand on your feet? Ask the musicians to come this evening. You can get a hold of that line. You can get a hold of that line this evening. Oh, if we all could agree this evening. If we all could be on one accord this evening. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You can play some softly, Julie. Amen. And you know when they all said in rage, Jehoshaphat, and, and all of them set themselves in array, and, and they were ready to face the battle the seed did that morning, as the Lord had told them. In Second Chronicles chapter 20, from verse 20 to 24, it will say, And they rose early in the morning, and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa, and as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. So believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. So believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And he said, And when he had consulted with the people, he said, He appointed singers unto the Lord. And that shall praise the beauty of his holiness. And they went out before the army. And to say praise the Lord. For his mercies endured forever. And I said and when they began to sing and pray and to praise. Is that the Lord set an ambushment against the children of Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir. Which were come against Judah. And they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. And when Judah came towards the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude, and behold, they were dead bodies fallen to the earth and none escaped none escaped 
If he's the same God on this building this evening, and I believe he is, there is not one of them that is going to escape. If we will stand still this evening, if we will stand still this evening, there is none that is going to escape. But there's one thing that they did, is that they started to sing. They started to sing. They started to praise the Lord. Verse 24 said, And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoils of them, they found among them an abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels which they stripped off, off for themselves, more than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering of the spoils. It was so much. I tell you, friends, this evening there are spoils of joy that is in the enemy's camp. There are spoils of peace that is in the enemy's camp. There are spoils of victory that is in the enemy's camp. But, oh, friends, this evening, if we could stand still to see the salvation of the Lord, and if we could lift our hands and worship Him and get a hold of that line, I tell you, we can see each and every one of them lying dead this very night. It's only if you believe. Nothing shall be impossible unto you. Nothing. Nothing. Amen. Have something on your heart, brother Ray. Can sing that. There is a source in time of need that brings me hope, that gives me peace in every trial, through every test. My Savior stands in my defense when the road you walk leaves you tired and warm. All your strength is gone and your heart feels torn. Remember God. He's greater than the storm. 